Hello, students, doctors, and aspiring EM physicians. I'm your host, Yusuke Kishimoto, and welcome to the R Squared Road to Residency podcast. Today, I'll be helping you prepare for your ERAS residency application. There are three essential and three supplemental things to work on before application season opens in June. Starting off with the essentials. First, your personal statement. This is your life story. It's a short narrative essay where you can share your dreams, goals, aspirations, accomplishments, and passion for your chosen specialty. My recommendation is to proofread and edit your personal statement as much as possible. Have a family member, friend, colleague, or mentor read it for you and see what they think. There are multitudes of examples of personal statements that exist on the internet, but I beg you, please, please don't copy them. This is plagiarism. Program directors want to see you, the real you, and you should genuinely describe your journey of where you are today. It's important to note that you may technically have 28,000 characters on ERAS, you'll never use it all up. Or you shouldn't. The recommendation is one page, which should be around the ballpark of 5,000 to 5,500 characters. However, this is just an estimate, so when you paste it onto the ERAS software, you may go over one page. So please be mindful that you may need to cut a few words, sentences, or paragraphs. I remember panicking with my roommate maybe about three days before submission when I copied and pasted from my Word document onto the ERAS software, I was over by a couple paragraphs. One thing I wish I knew during my application season is using Notepad for Windows users or TextEdit for Mac users just to make it easy for plain text formatting purposes and save your progress as you go. The reasoning being the ERAS website only accepts plain text which means you can't have any italics, bold, underlining, highlighting, or anything fancy to format your personal statements. There is no limit to how many personal statements you can create. However, you may only assign one for each program you're applying to. Moving on to our second essential, letters of recommendation, also known as LORs. The letter of recommendation is another important document submitted by a trusted evaluator who can vouch for your performance, as it'll give insight to the admissions committee of how you perform in the medical setting. Your letter of recommendation should be as recent as possible, specialty specific, and preferably from US clinical experience. Please be mindful when asking for your letter. Attendings may be very busy with their clinical and professional duties. Keeping this in mind, I have three helpful tips when asking for your letter. First is to ask your letter writers early literally months before programs start reading your applications in late September. Second, if they've agreed to write it for you, make sure to follow up with them very closely, usually around four weeks after your initial request. And lastly, to assist them with the writing process, make sure to attach your personal statement and CV, also known as Curriculum Vitae. I know, I thought it was Curriculum Vitae too. In emergency medicine, we're a little unique. We utilize the slow format or the standardized letter of evaluation through CORD, or the Council of Residency Directors in Emergency Medicine. This is something I'll cover in a future episode. Similar to the personal statement, you can have as many LORs as you'd like, but you may only assign up to three or four based on individual residency program requirements. The last essential we have is the MSPE, or the Medical Student Performance Evaluation. 
It's important to note that this evaluation is still referred to and synonymous with a dean's letter used by some institutions. This is basically a summary letter of evaluations intended to provide residency programs and their admissions committee a concise, standardized review of your academic progress and achievements throughout medical school. It's a very important document that has been consistently noted as a top five component of an applicant's profile, directly by program directors and the NRMP program director's survey. Though formats vary by institution, a brief overview of what the MSPE contains includes identifying information, personality and characteristics, medical school information, and academic achievements as noted by your medical school. Some institutions will actually allow you to input your own information, so working on a CV as you progress through your medical school journey will make it much easier to fill out. Please contact your dean's office or residency advisor for more information, and ask if you could review or submit revisions of your MSPE. And that wraps up our three essentials. On to our three supplementals. First would be your involvement in extracurricular activities. Things that would constitute this would be joining a professional society, volunteering, or research opportunities. There's a couple of professional societies that I want to cover today, and these include AEMRSA, or the American Academy of Emergency Medicine, with its Residents and Students Association, ASEP-EMRA, or the American College of Emergency Physicians, with its EM Residents Association, and SAEM-RAMS, or the Society for Academic Emergency Medicine with its residents and medical students. Wow, that was a tongue twister. Anyways, these societies have amazing resources, even mentors, conferences, networking opportunities, and leadership positions that are available for students, residents, and attendings to gain experience in emergency medicine on a national or global level. We would love to see dedicated and passionate colleagues join us as future leaders in our field. Volunteering or participating in research can also help bolster your application. I know some friends that were training the local community in BLS or ACLS certifications while I taught Stop the Bleed. Research opportunities could be found by asking attendings or residents you work with, or if you search through the AAMC student resident link on their website. Our next supplemental is what I like to call the Triple R, or the Residency Research Resources. If you're interested in learning more about a program, there are three great resources that can help explore IMG-friendly programs, or in general, programs that you're interested in. There's Emmer Match, AMA Frida, or the AAMC Residency Explorer. I really haven't used the latter two as much, but I got you with one cool tip with Emmer Match. You can actually save your programs of interest by favoriting them, and when you hit the export button, it'll generate an Excel sheet with all the numbers and stats that you can ask for and you can make minor edits and highlight your top programs. Feel free to play around with some of the websites so you can broaden your programs of interest. From there, I also recommend you go directly to the residency homepage. You might find some more information about the program, you may find a resident that's an alumni of your institution, or you can reach out to their clerkship advisor to ask for an elective at their program. And lastly, we got a fun one, the professional headshots. The purpose of this professional photo is that it can be uploaded onto ERAS so residencies could use them to identify you during your interviews. You've got a nice new profile picture for all your social media accounts like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but you can also put it into your signature section on your email. Because this is a podcast in an audio format, it's really hard to explain how to do it, but there are some people on YouTube that have uploaded their videos going over these steps, 
so you can take your email signatures to the next level. This photo should have a clear view of your shoulders with your head centered, eyes at the camera, and a big smile. Everybody loves to see a smiling face. If it makes you feel any better if you're worried about smiling for the camera, I'm pretty self-conscious and unphotogenic, so I had to ask to retake my photo about four times. The AAMC specifications during upload onto ERAS are as follows. It has to be in a .jpeg digital format, less than 150 dpi's or dots per inches resolution, and 2.5 by 3.5 inches in dimensions. When you're editing the photo, you may not hit all the max specifications, but as long as you're within these guidelines, it's perfectly fine. Some people might also notice that their photo looks strange, like it's been stretched out, too wide, or oblong, but don't worry. After your submission, if you right-click on the photo and select View Image, you can actually see the full-sized image, which should be normal. And that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed the six things to work on and a couple of tips and tricks on preparing early for your residency application. In the next episode, we'll cover all about the slow or the standardized letter of evaluation and its different subtypes, as well as some resources you could use to get the top 10% on your evaluations. If you found this podcast helpful, please mention it to a fellow colleague. We would love to help as many people as possible with exciting upcoming episodes, and we would greatly appreciate your support. Catch you awesome people next time on the R Squared Road to Residency podcast.